force is strong in my family. My father has it. I have it. My sister has it. You have that power too. Hello. Welcome to Hollywood RX with the doctors. Adam Dooley to my left and myself, Gregor Meyer. To my right. So we are, uh, <clears throat> we did it. We, yeah. <laughs> Wars. We, we crossed the finish line. So. Yes. Uh, it's very exciting. Before we launch into it properly, I want to. Uh, just do a preamble and say that I don't I don't know what you think of it. You don't know what I think of it, but I know that whatever it is, it's going to be a, a raucous conversation. Well, I think we're coming at it from different places in oh. terms of our relationship with the series. Okay, well, I'll, uh, let me just uh, say, just to give a context for my uh, relationship to the franchise... Um, the, I'm old enough that I saw the original um, uh, episode for A New Hope in the theaters um, at, when it was initially released, and it was uh, enthralling and transformative for me as a, as a preteen. Had a younger brother, still have a younger brother, a couple years younger, and we were both just absolutely in love with this movie, uh, the, uh, the first Star Wars, and... Would uh, we didn't have a lot of money? We saw it over and over and over again in the theaters by sneaking into the bathroom between showings and hiding in the toilet stalls, and then going back into the auditorium when the next one started. It's genius. Plot <laughs> started already at that age. I love it. Yes, um, and we used to be able to quote the whole thing front to back, and and you know knew all the catchphrases and everything else. So. Um, I didn't see the next installment in the theaters. I was just busy with life. How old were you when you saw A New Hope? Uh, Twelve, probably. I was nine. Ooh, as was my brother. So, um, and how did you feel about it? Um, well, it was definitely, I mean, new and exciting for me. Um, but I also... I think a lot of things were new and exciting for me at that point. <laughs> so yes. I didn't realize, like, it wasn't, it was still within, like, my, my, my coming into consciousness of movies and such. I gotcha. I do know this. I know I saw it opening weekend. I believe I saw it on Saturday night. Wow. Yeah. Because I remember seeing the commercials. I remember telling my dad in advance. Like, <laughs> Yeah, this movie's opening on Friday, and I think it, I think it's really cool. It looks really cool, or something like that. Uh, yes, I don't remember when I saw it. That's amazing. Not only that you saw it, you know, opening weekend, but that you even recall that. That's cool. So, but I, but I remember we couldn't go Friday night. I don't remember why. Maybe he had to work. But Friday, like we couldn't go Friday, so we went Saturday. Otherwise, you'd have been there opening day. It's true. Um, so, I didn't see. Uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back in a theater during the original uh, run. I saw it years later during the re-release. Okay. And then I did see the third installment of the original trilogy, Return of the Jedi, in theaters. And by then I had, you know, I think I was 16 or 17, and I, I came at it from a different place. I liked it well enough I could do without the Ewoks. 
Um, but as I think any right-thinking person should feel. Um, so, but it was uh, taken as a whole. It was a cherished memory. I found the prequels, the second trilogy, uh, offensive to say the least. Um, in terms of uh, clearly now, I was twenty some odd years beyond that initial introduction to the to the whole situation. So you know, it, it, they left me cold. Um, I think they were aimed at the new batch of ten year olds. Mm. Uh, how did you feel about all that? Um, well, I also saw um, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi in the theaters um, when they came out originally. And by the time the first, by, by the time he did chapter one, I had already, <laughs> well, I don't know, the, the, the dueling sides of me, part of me had just sort of like gotten over the whole Star Wars thing. Okay. Yeah. And there was a part of me that was still holding things like Howard the Duck, Radioland murders. <laughs> well, there's plenty to hold against him. So, you know, it was like, eh, whatever. Okay. Um, so, I didn't, so I didn't bother with the first three at all. And whenever I heard the, uh, the controversy over Jar Jar Banks, I felt validated. So, <laughs> not that I, but not that I think he's a racist, because I don't think he is. I no. Think that's, I think lobbying that is the height of ridiculousness. Absolutely. Jar Jar Binks is not offensive to me because... Um, of anything in the realm of, of racism, it's just offensive to me because it's stupid. Mm. I find it offensive just on the level of, uh, it's just a dumb character. I just don't I care for it. I can't comment on that. <laughs> uh, all I know is that is that in my memory there weren't, it seemed to me like when I saw the, the, the trailers and the commercials for yeah. episode one, it seemed to me like there were a lot more like talking alien creatures. I think that's fair because uh, more of a presence, not just like the Jawas who just went up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like actually speaking English, and it was—I don't know. I was. Yeah, it, it seemed to me like it was geared more for kids, so I just stayed away from that whole. Okay. So just one last comment about going into episode one, um, which, oh, God, I can't believe you haven't seen it. I'd love to talk with you about that, too, even though I dislike it so much. Um, yeah. And listen, I had kids who were the right age for it, so I've seen it more times than I want to think about. Um, but going into it, and this may or may not be fair, I wanted to feel like I was 12 years old again. Mm. Um, and I had seen somewhere, you know, months, maybe 18 months before the movie ever came out, like a billboard, it doesn't matter, but I'd seen a little snippet somewhere which kind of it indicated to me that that the character Darth Vader, who was the villain of the the movies I my the beloved movies, was now gonna be the protagonist. And I thought, Oh my god, that's genius. I just hmm. thought that was a that was a brilliant idea. I was very excited and very hopeful to be sort of uh, lit up again I the way it made me feel when I was young. And so I have that I'm carrying all that baggage into episode seven. If yeah, if, if 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 the reviews had been overwhelmingly positive, I would have I might have picked up the, the first trilogy. All right. Um, but, yeah. And I have a you know uh, as we are Hollywood RX, I do have a um, 
a prescription for that first movie. They could, could have done it. Would have been absolutely brilliant. But uh, they never called. Uh, you know what? Even without seeing it, I know I have to <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm now uh, done with my preambling and I'm ready to really uh, launch into it, but I want to turn it over to you and let you go first because I'm dying to hear what you okay. have to say. Yeah, but I, I do have one quick question for you, though. Oh, yeah. So establish, did you, did you go to see this with your son, Dad? I went to see it with uh, both my sons and my wife. Okay. I just went with my wife as I have no sons. Right. <laughs> And my sons then are act as um, what would you call them surrogates or whatever uh, for me and my brother, two brothers enjoying the thing. Know how you felt about this movie, but I already know that I just want to you know establish up front. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying you necessarily saw it through their eyes and sort of vicariously relived the first time. <laughs> I did not... It happened, but <laughs> the ingredients are there as opposed to me, who you know... Uh, let me put it this way. They had, they had very different feelings about it than I did. Okay. Alright, All so right. let's go. Fire when uh, ready. Okay, uh, fire when ready. Um, yeah, it was, it was okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening, folks. Uh, we'll see you next time. The doctors are out. I, I liked it, but I found it underwhelming. I found it surprisingly unoriginal. Uh-huh. I think that I, I found myself more disappointed at when it was derivative than excited by the promise of newness yes delivered i understand and, I, and and the expectation for me had nothing to do with the series this all comes from jj absolutely very excited to hear he was going to be uh at the helm for this yep and, and then and I, I just, I felt, I, I almost felt like, like, like he was, he was choking the reins. Maybe it was the Disney influence. Maybe he felt an allegiance to, I don't know. Maybe he had to play it straight for the first one, just to make sure that they can get the fans on board and they don't have another New Hope catastrophe. On <laughs> um, uh, I felt like, I felt like there was so much more inventiveness. And 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 even and almost complexity, richness, with um, with the Star Trek reboot, the first one. Oh, okay, okay. I I had been kind of expecting that level of reboot here. Okay. And so what I what what it delivered instead, or what I received instead, um, was more kind of. Keeping the ship, you know, at the helm of the ship and keeping it on course. Okay, okay. Um, uh, that's your opening parlay? There are a lot of things about it I'm excited about. Yeah. That I liked, that really worked for me. And at the same, but they're all almost healthily balanced by that's the best you could have done. Okay. Okay. Yes. Well, uh, all right. So I'm going to. Uh, you know what? 
there's something I did forget to say during my preamble. I'm just going to jump on it now. It's a little out of place this late in our episode, but I will say the following thing. I would like to uh, uh, let the listeners know that, that we are aware that this is the we are the last people to be talking about this movie in any form. It's a whole business. Say that again? We have no business. <laughs> well, yeah, because every reviewer has already spoken, every internet, every blog, every fanboy, everybody else in the world. So uh, hopefully we're not being repetitive in some of these uh, opinions that we're expressing. But you can't fault us for our passion. Well, at least me for mine. I'm not sure what's going on over there with uh, my, uh, my uh, what do you call a doctor? My colleague. Thank you. Um, okay. Here's my opening thing. All right, so forget seeing it through my son's eyes, you you rat fink. It wasn't that at all. <laughs> it added to it a bit, but because they were enjoying themselves. But I was so far down the line from them, I couldn't even really see them from where I was. Um, that you're not going soft. No, but it's all about, like... I had the same feelings about J.J. Abrams you had, but then I also had this bitterness with me about episode one. So I was looking for episode seven to be an apology for episode one and to bring back the feelings that I had when I was 12 and fuck if they didn't do that because that's what they did. And I fully understand. I know you're biting your tongue, man. Well, jump in. What did you want to say? I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with okay. you. I, I realize now that it actually had additional hurdles to clear for you yeah because with me it was just sort of like a it, it was coming from general disinterest to marginal interest and then right suddenly excitement because of jj right and he, listen he has done a fantastic job with the star trek series i'm you know i really like his work overall going back to alias which i'm just sort of watching now for the first time and i'm being highly entertained by it um uh, Super 8, I thought, was very interesting. If um, It wasn't, like, a completely uh, fully realized, but as far as, like, a guy who's not Steven Spielberg making a Steven Spielberg movie, it was, yeah. it was right on the money. He did a terrific job. That, in, in a way, is almost like a reboot to me in terms of taking somebody else's sensibilities and then turning it out in a way that's recognizably from that other person's kind of universe. Um, so I, yeah, I, I think I think the the language of, of filmmaking is changing in such a way that um, it's not as, it, it's not strictly visual style anymore. Right. That, that 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 you can sort of see a connection to an older filmmaker, you know, like the influence of one filmmaker on another. Yeah. It's not strictly in a visual sense anymore. It's it's general storytelling. It's it's it, it's the the, the ambiance. It's created in the film as a yeah film. yeah. It's, uh, okay. So, um, and I've 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 just been bubbling, waiting to talk to you. I'm very very excited about this. Okay, so we've got Jurassic World that came out this year, which is basically a reboot or a revisiting of something from about 20 years ago. True. We have. Uh, Let's say um, Fury Road, Mad Max. Yes. Another revisitation from something from before. Um, and, and all of these are, are franchises that, uh, and Creed. 
Right. So all of these are franchises that lost their way a little bit. And, and a reboot. And that in each of these cases, they have been revitalized in some way. And, and for, for you call 2015 the year of the, the year of the reboot? Not the reboot, but I, I don't, I, 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 no, please. I don't even like that word. But um, it's just too cheap and easy a, a thing to say. But um, just particularly with those, it's not just that they were rebooting them for lack of a better word it's that they were going back to the original thing and finding touchstones there and and then and then moving the story forward in some way which, which is what jj did with the first star trek exactly and here he is again and so for me um sitting in the theater i was uh at first sort of sort of charmed by and then eventually came to be tolerating um, a lot of the um, touchstones that they were using and and sort of whether they were just visual or major plot points and the more the major plot points became um, elements that were repeating I became less excited about that in the theater itself so, for example, we've got what is essentially an orphan living on a desert planet uh, with a, um, what's that vehicle that they, they ride, a, a, speed, a land speeder, whatever, land rover. Yeah, whatever. I can't remember what it's called. Um, we have a, uh, a cute uh, android that is given a, a piece of, a vital piece of information and has to travel with it that then becomes a traveling companion to that orphan. So we have these sort of bigger blocks that are calling back to Luke, calling back to R2-D2. Um, and then eventually they become involved with, in almost the same order, uh, Chewbacca and Han Solo. So you can, you can see how that's all going. And then eventually the information gets to the Rebels way it, where it needs to get them on a secret base. Here we go again. And then we're looking at graphics that look they were, like they were right out of the first... Uh, the first movie, and that's where it started to fall apart a little bit for me. I mean, they they make a joke of it because Harrison Ford says, "Well, there's always a way to blow it up. You just go on the thing, you know." And and he he calls out the fact that we're at this point in terms of sort of right. revisiting plot points. Yeah, which is pretty much my big, and that actually is pretty much my biggest complaint. Okay. I'm still in my opening salvo. Though that, that's what I got from, from what you said. I know you are. But I... <laughs> no, I don't mean shut up, you don't get to talk. I don't mean it that way. Um, but Fisherman. I'm sorry, I lost you. I, I heard Fisherman, but I don't understand. Oh, I said I was cutting into you like a fisherman. Oh, like a fisherman. Okay. Um, but the more I've sat with it and the more I've looked at stuff and read stuff... I've started to have a greater um, tolerance, I'll go back to that word, and beyond that, maybe even respect for the level of um, like layered and rich work that was going on in the writing that, is not, that didn't land with you at the time, and it kind of didn't land with me at the time, but I'm starting to really appreciate it, and I don't need to go any further than that right now. We can start talking about some other stuff. But there are definitely things about it that I don't care for particularly and, like, make me go, what the, huh? And there's also stuff that um, well, that I love. 
Yeah. Um, and if, if, if anyone is still listening at this point, <laughs> let's jump on the amazing stuff. Daisy Ridley. Ooh, yeah. Adam Driver. Uh-huh. Great, great cast all around. I love seeing these new... I love seeing these people. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of feel like... Um, there was a forced camaraderie that I think uh, a lot of people are, for, are are forgiving the movie because it is a sequel that uh-huh. is a continuance in a chain, if you will. Yeah. It, um, kind of distanced me from it a little bit because it wasn't as nuanced and or organic feeling as it was in the first Star Trek. Yeah. Star Trek? Star Trek. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. All all of my, all of my, all of my, um, all of my loves and disappointments with this movie all come from J.J. It's all J.J. This all coming out of the J.J. Abrams universe. George is off the hook. <laughs> well, George is gone. Thank God. I know. That's why I'm saying. Oh, Jesus. So, um, I guess. No, but I guess what I mean by that is that I, I, I <clears throat> and for all of our listeners. Yeah, for both of our listeners. Have the. Uh, uh, I don't mind the whole like Star Wars mythology. It's like I, 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 I see the value of it. I, 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 much like Beatlemania. You know, like it's part of it. Yeah. It's. You know the the first movie's great. The set, the next two mixed bags, um, and then too much time went by until the next trilogy for me personally. Okay. But um, that whole trilogy around it. So all of my my praises and disappointments are all aimed at J.J. Abrams, and I felt like it didn't um, it didn't nuance like it did like he did before. Like I know he's capable of doing. Yeah. Consequently, there were a lot of moments that felt forced to me, like when, like, like when, whenever they had um, Finn and Ray, kind of like giddy kids with each other. Yeah. Like, oh my God, did you see that? I don't know how I did that. Ah, I felt like they did that twice, and both times it went on like four, five seconds too long. Right. I think a lot of the scenes are a little bit fat that way. I think that so, uh, that they could have they would have done themselves a favor to trim some of that stuff down a little bit more, from pro- probably or possibly just from the writing point of view, um, and certainly not go back and kind of revisit some of these beats again. A couple of things popped into my head while you were talking. One was that just to be clear, uh, Star Trek is a reboot. Star Wars Episode Seven is a continuation. Okay, yes. So his responsibilities as a person creating that, I'm sure he had a writing credit on Star Trek, right? Um, I don't believe he did. Oh, he didn't. Okay. Well, then that's also a different bag for me, but... And uh, his name um, escapes me. I'm sorry, you saying what about Star Trek? Nothing. I was was just... Oh, it's Orsi and Kurtzman. Same. uh, Who worked with him on Alias. I'm sorry, say that name again? Uh, uh, Roberto Orsi and Alex Kurtzman. 
were a writing team that worked with J.J. Um, Abrams on, on um, excuse me, worked with J.J. Abrams on, uh, sorry, my brain is shot, Alias. On Alias and Fringe. I've, I've noticed oh, their yeah, names. Oh, yeah, no, are... I'm sure their names are, they've been creative partners for a long time. They, they wrote the two Star Trek movies. So Yes. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, Lawrence Kasdan came back for this. Yes. Hopefully. What happened? <laughs> oh my god, I'm I'm getting now I'm getting mad at you. I'm starting to get mad at you. Now hang on a second. Oh, fuck, I was saying something and then I forgot. I was talking about it was a reboot and a continuation. I can't remember the other thing I was going to say. Um because I think that ultimately I hate to say this, but I think you're wrong. <laughs> you don't have to say it. You need to say it. I'm going to refer back to this moment. <laughs> episodes from now. To remind whoever's still listening. Yes. That at one point he said he hates this moment. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. You're no, not really like I do. Yes. Um, uh, you and I have a very long history, and that's a very, uh, that's a very, um, touchy word between us and that's why I did hate to bring it up but I do feel strongly at this point because here's the thing here's the thing that I'm I'm starting to love that that has has missed you which is um that there is they had an opportunity when they sat down to write this to not only they they have the 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 trilogies that preceded it and those are canon They've got to keep that stuff as is. But then there's the expanded Star Wars universe that they can pick, take or leave or choose or whatever, what they want right. to use. And so they've got all of this great stuff. It's like this great sandbox with all of these things they can play with um, and that they can start to put together in, in ways that are layered and rich. And I feel that ultimately that's what they were doing. And that this situation with the with plot points that are repeating um, is an extension of that idea. We see it as the main thing of that idea. And I'm going to give you some examples, okay? The box that the lightsaber is in, um, that uh, Luke's lightsaber is in, yeah. Yeah. is the same box that Obi-Wan Kenobi had it in. Shut the front door. It's the same box. Um, and, and are you reading? Did you actually catch that? No, I didn't catch that. But I, I looked at it and I went, "That, what the that?" And I did, and then I saw it later. Um, I, I, I read it later. Uh, things like, um, what else? Uh, Finn's number is FN, whatever it is. Blah blah blah. It's a four-digit number. That four-digit number after his FN is the number of the cell from Leah's um, incarceration in the Death Star. This thing is packed with that stuff. And so you start to get the sense that in this universe and in our own universe, there are cyclical patterns and things that come up over and over again. Even within that original trilogy, there were things that came up over and over again. Um, And in... in, In, uh, in New Hope, there is a mentor who is leading a young man, and that mentor dies. In Episode 1, there is a mentor, one Jedi leading another Jedi, and that Jedi dies. Um, and so this idea that there's going to be an older mentor who is not going to make it through the first 
episode of a trilogy is already built in. It's already happening because it happened before and it will happen again because this struggle is eternal. I get that. And so uh, Finn is, uh, not Finn, uh, uh, Kylo Ren is, is, is worshiping at the altar of his, his grandfather, Darth Vader, and he ends up with a scar on his face, which is the same, essentially the same scar. Um, and then I read, this is not something I would ever notice, but the maneuver, you know what, I'm not going to go there because I'm not exactly sure, but, but they're taking bits of choreography from previous fights and bringing them back again in these new fights. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I, I feel like, yeah, he, <clears throat> I, feel, I feel like there was a, there was a great uh, respect and faith, if not adherence. Yes. Everything that came before it. Uh-huh. I, I, I can't... I, I, I don't know why I was underwhelmed. I mean, well, I, it, as you've been saying all this for the last two minutes, I've yeah. been thinking, well, you know, okay. It's aimed at a younger set, obviously. Yes, He's that's the other thing. it for the guys in the late 40s and early 50s or whatever... You know, like he's, you know, like it's supposed to be. It's a young man's game. <laughs> yes. They say. So, okay, that's. F- now I'm starting to rethink it a little bit. Like, ah, oh, maybe I'm being too harsh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, I can't, you know. It's supposed to, you know, like 15 year olds are supposed to like this. I can't throw, like, all the president's men or Andre Tarkovsky at them. I have to. Right, have- right. Okay, but. I don't know. Like even to me, the <clears throat> I guess I don't know because I'm a grumpy old man. Yes. <laughs> I feel like nothing surprised me. The only thing that surprised me. Yes. Is that Lord of the Rings moment when she touches the lightsaber and flashes out into like Luke's history, her history. Yes. Ooh, what, which is the what, who is up is down, black is white. Yes, is you know, and even that, if you think about, it, and like, and I'm, that's my default for referring to that moment. Yeah, Everyone, what I mean, and I'm referring to another movie. Right, it's, this moment has precedence in another movie. Okay, well, so okay, I, now now I circle back like the hawk. <laughs> Now, this has come full circle. This is my thing. So, at the end of the day, the climax of this movie is almost identical to episode four. Yes. I understand. Ultimately, yes, I totally understand that. And that was basically how I felt there as well. Um, I, I felt the same way sitting in the room that I, that that uh, yes, it's hard for me. It's hard because I, I I liked it a lot. I wanted to like it more than I do, and I feel like I'm having a growing respect for it. But there is this built-in thing that it's 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 made for the new batch of ten and twelve-year-olds. You said fifteen-year-olds are supposed to like it. As we were walking out, my fifteen-year-old said. Well, it's great to see a new hope again. 
Now, your son would say that. Well, in all but, fairness... That's from your son. <laughs> it, in, all, in all fairness to everything, the kids had insisted that we rewatch the original trilogy before we watched this, so we had literally just seen A New Hope the day before. And so you think it was in your head. It was all up in my head. You know what, though? I have to tell you, it, it, watching this, it gave me a new appreciation for... A new hope. That's cool. Just because there was a, 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 a '70s minimalism, yeah, to a new hope that I kind of look at now as something artistic, not just something. Not just because I was nine years old. Right. Right. Um, and. And also, as I recall it, and I haven't watched it in a long time. Yeah, remember it very. I remember it vividly, and the dialogue in the first movie has what I call, for lack of a better term, trimmings. There isn't this. Uh, I feel like, like, like in the last ten years or so, in in movies and in television. Yeah, dialogue has a tendency to just. Cut to the chase. Just nail whatever it is, the information you need to know about that moment yeah. is, is is being conveyed in one sentence to max. And yeah. if, you think, if you think about all the you know, movies we call great from 20, 30, 40 years ago, there was a healthy exchange of... Uh, not... Uh, not but uh, extraneous dialogue that just sort of fleshed out characters. Yeah. That, yeah. Re- that gave cadence to particular people and reminded you of people in real life. And it just, it, 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 it helped bring you into the reality of the movie. Yes. Star- Reboot has it. Okay. Well. A lot of other movies. But uh-huh. What I'm saying is, um, I felt, I, I felt like I almost want to call it like the criminal mind syndrome where just every like every line of dialogue out of someone's mouth is a bullet point. It's right. There's no human interaction. It's not it. Right. It's not realistic in the way human beings interact with each other and convey information. And if you think if you then take it to the level of, you know, hey, these are like seasoned FBI guys. Well, they wouldn't have to put it. They wouldn't have to couch things in certain terms. Yeah, right. Okay, I veer off. I never realized. I'm okay. sorry. No, no, that's but, fine. But I felt like um, the the dialogue was too lean, and it, I, from what I remember of A New Hope, yeah, there's there's a, a healthy exchange of dialogue of everyday kind of vernacular. Okay. I keeping with movies from the seventies. It's okay. totally today, and it reflects in this movie. I think that's fair. I would like to speak to what I'd like to address what you just said um, in a couple of different ways. <clears throat> um, when he made the original Star Wars film, he did. He maybe hoped that there would be a trilogy, but there's no way he could possibly have known it would become a cultural touchstone um, or an international touchstone. No, I believe, in fact, he was trying to uh, make, like, uh, to actually give it the feeling of, like, the old Flash Gordon stuff, the old serials. Right. So, like, I think, I mean, yes, there's serials. And, 
at something in progress. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, and, so he made a proper movie that had the pace of a movie that was similar to the pace of the movies in the 70s. Right. Um, but movie storytelling has sped up and particularly popular storytelling or as like like pop movies like pop music um and so if you stop and you look at something like um the original alien movie versus what we now call alien 2 um cameron sped that shit up they're completely different animals but they have the same cast ridley and a bunch of monsters um, and so, in a similar way, when I was watching this, I felt like they were in a really big hurry to get on with it. Yes. And, yeah. and that the first 15 minutes did not really take its time. The perfect way to describe it. Um, but I didn't necessarily, I'm not going to necessarily fault J.J. Abrams for that entirely because it's part of yeah. what movies are doing now to a certain extent. What I did feel when I came through this whole thing was that this felt to me, I have to wait and see in what the next two installments have in store, but I had desperately wished that what was um, backstory in this had been the real episode seven, that we had seen Luke training uh, Ben Solo, and that we had seen that stuff go wrong, and that this was actually the second one. I can already see you disagreeing. I think, I think they're... they're, they're... <clears throat> I'd be willing to bet. Yeah. But we have to tag this this uh, this pod. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'd be willing to bet that uh, the next episode gives us a lot more of that. That, that, that all, all the stuff from that what I call the Lord of the Rings moment kind of gets exploded in that movie in the form of flashback. I'm willing to bet you. You know what? My kids were saying the same thing. My wife was saying the same thing. I don't necessarily think that's true. And if so, why not have that be here? Um, I'm, I, I, I hate to say this because you haven't seen it yet, but I, I, I think they're going to go the way of Kill Bill. She's going to convince this old man. He's going to. I, I, I think Luke is going to train. Is going to be the Obi Wan for Ray. Oh, of course. This is over. I'm sorry, you ca- cut out there. You said the Obi-Wan for Rey, and then what? By the time this is over. Oh, absolutely. He is her Obi-Wan, and furthermore, he is her father. Oh, no. Don't tell me that. Well, that's my that's my take. Is that the best they can come up with, is just keep making them descendants of each other? Well, I like the idea. I really like the idea of Kylo Ren being... So Han Solo and and Leah's son. Yes. Attempted by that, it skips a generation. Evil. <laughs> well, look at how strong the Force is in the, in her. Number one. Number two. In her, well, I would have to I would have to go back a ways to see the Force that's within her because I certainly wasn't getting any Force from Leah in this movie. I'm sorry, I got confused, but I see what you're saying. Oh yeah, yeah, you're saying that uh, now. Okay, that was a Car- Carrie Fisher shot. We'll get to that later. Yeah, we will. Um, okay, <laughs> so if you go back to the first 10, 15 minutes when you're setting up um, Ray's character, 
and she's living alone in this little hut and she's a scavenger and so on and so forth. In there is a, I, I want to call it something that looked like a voodoo doll or a straw man that was uh, had orange clothing on it, which is the clothing worn by uh, essentially the fighters uh, in that uh, episode four. And furthermore, she puts on a helmet, which goddamn if it isn't Luke Skywalker's helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I think that's where that's headed, is that she and her cousin are going to be uh, at odds with one another, essentially. Wow. Okay. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, and I had that feeling while I was watching it. But yeah, you're probably right. Say it again before I'm probably right. I'm sorry. I, I didn't work it out that far. Oh, okay. Uh, that, that's okay. I just, I'm, I'm immersed in this thing in a way I don't think you are because it didn't quite land on you the same way it did on me. It's very interesting about expectations going in and so on and so forth. Um, True. I I don't think I would have seen this if it wasn't J.J. at the helm. Wow, okay. That's serious, because you didn't see the other ones. Right, exactly. And George wasn't on board, so... Right. It's not fun if I can't kick him around. (laughs) No, for me, that's the whole point. I wouldn't have gone if George was still involved. Ah! He, He... Sides, much like the force. He's dead to me. He is dead to me. Okay, I hate to say this, but uh, we gotta stop. No, no, we we do. We have so much more we need to say. We're gonna put it into another episode. That's how we're gonna uh, do it. Well, you know, uh, okay, no, no, no. We're gonna keep recording. No, we agreed to how to do it. This is this is what it has to be because there's so much more to say. We're gonna have a really big uh, next episode, folks. So we hope you enjoy what you've heard so far in part one of our look at uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens. A uh, oversized part two is on its way, but until then, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry to say, the doctors are out. <laughs>